God bless you. Hey there. Hi. Welcome to the first ASMR podcast with Collective. We're we're just Hello? called we're just called Collective now. Collective. Yeah, we're an ASMR podcast now. Quick, somebody crack a beer and just let it fizz into the mic. Mouth sounds. <laughs> Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. I'm dead. This is Sonny. <laughs> and today you are listening to episode number 18. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, breaking Comics Collective news, that Batman teaser that just dropped right before we started recording. Um, we're going to be talking about the Birds of Prey movie, and I definitely have an opinion on that about how the name kind of changed, but it didn't. We'll get into that. Um, we'll also get into some Doctor Strange movie uh, changes that are going on as well. But before we go ahead and hop into that, I want everybody to pull out their phones. It's um, probably what you're listening on, but go ahead, pull it out, minimize the podcast app. Go ahead, log into Twitter. Follow us at ComicsCollecti3 and follow us on Facebook at Comics Collective. Um, I don't know what happened with Instagram. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's been a long process. Um, we are on TikTok. I still have yet to put anything besides one thing on there. We're there. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into it after you guys have followed us on those platforms and told your mother, your brother, your uncle, and all of your family. Um, grandma. Yes, Grandma. Thank you, Quinn. Um, all right, let's go ahead. Let's start off with the uh, Batman teaser that literally just dropped right before we started uh, talking about this podcast, or dropped today, I should say. Um, Sonny, what'd you think? Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, I was telling Quinn before we got on that um, I, th- I like the way he came out the shadows or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's very Batman-esque. My only thing was the the insignia. It kind of reminds me of like um, one of his one of the early tales of the, like one of the stories in the comic book where like he just started doing his suit and he's still adding things because I noticed that he doesn't have the two ears on his suit. He just had like the thing going across his chest and it's like concaved in a little bit on in the middle of his chest. Mm-hmm. But you know. Again, it's a camera test. It's nothing, nothing permanent that could just be. He did just be messing around with stuff. I thought he looked great in the mask, though. The mask, I just wanted to see those ears, and I'm hoping he. They, from what I heard, I thought they're going to stay with the short ears. Yeah, so that's that's going to be cool if they keep with the short ears. I like that. But it looks it looks good so far. I mean, can we get a Zoe Kravitz one for Catwoman next? I'll be down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now I, now ball going out in the outfield here. What if, um, they are going for kind of a year one feel? What if that's something that they're going for? I think they are. Yeah. I think it was to focus more on the detectives, hopefully the detective side of it, which is, which will be fucking cool. Yes. The detective side of Batman. Yeah. We haven't really seen that in movies no. no, we absolutely need it. We've seen enough uh, superhero esque Batman. Uh, we definitely need to see what started Batman, and that's the detective inside of him. Uh, Quinn, what do you think? Uh, I, I thought it was actually pretty cool, and I liked the like ominous music that they had with it. It was pretty. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the way that they had like the Joker test footage drop. Um. Uh-huh. But uh, so one of the things that I really noticed it was it was funny that Sonny had mentioned the ears, but um, one of the things I noticed was that the 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 bat symbol itself on the on the chest didn't really look super refined. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like in one of the wings on each side, there were like squares almost that were like kind of raised up. 
like almost like it was like made out of a piece of scrap metal or something yeah a lot of um, people are saying that the ends of it looked like there were just money clips on the ends too <laughs> that's funny um but yeah, uh, i think it's just a prototype suit probably. yeah no but it looks kind of rough and i kind of like that though um and then as nick and i were were discussing a little bit right before the show too um I, i'm, I'm kind of all right with uh robert pattinson not being like super super bulked up i mean batman hasn't yeah. always been like just disgustingly ripped like in the dark knight returns right like most um, most most batmans anyway are not like super big like that no nah, he's I mean, like he's he, toned right. but he's not like buff right it just depends on who's drawing them. Yeah. Most, growing up, I just I remember Batman being not not I don't want to say I don't want to say Spider Man size, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was big, but he wasn't like like Ben Affleck got in the first in BVS. He got like super ripped. Yeah. I I, I had a better feeling when I saw this test footage than when I originally saw the Joker test footage, kind of going back to that. Uh, I wasn't really sold on the Joker test footage because out of context of what we were going to be getting later from trailers, I I had like one look at that and I was just like, that doesn't look right. It just looks like a party clown. Um, but but it's, but with the Batman teaser, it I don't think they went too radical and uh, maybe a little bit experimental with it you know shorter ears um which we don't see too often just with like the ben affleck batman if i'm not mistaken he had yeah yeah he, he had the shorter ears uh the bat symbol seems to be a little smaller on the chest um which i like um it's not like taking from his like armpits all the way to the center of his chest this time ben affleck yeah, I mean, I, that worked for what they were trying to go for for that costume. But no, I, right. I, I have I have good feelings about this. What about you, Nick? Um, yeah, I'm definitely super excited. Um, one thing that I definitely want to say about this is let's stop with the let. I don't want to say let's copy Joker. I don't want to say let's take that complete approach, but let's step back and take a semi kind of same approach and go away from the story you know let's take batman let's put him in whatever kind of realm you really want to with other you know batman characters you know let's put him in you know with the penguin that have been confirmed and all that but let's do something different you know let's see something different like we, we we've seen batman begins we've seen batman and the joker we've seen those stories like we've seen them um let, let's show us something different you know let, let's see a different think, take on it yeah i think i think that's what they're going for you got yeah. Colin Burrow portraying the uh the penguin so you know he's definitely going to do like a gangster like uh, a gangster version of the, of the penguin yeah, yeah. Like so that's definitely what's going to happen because Colin Farrell can definitely pull that shit off, but it's, it's just weird to see him playing the, the to see him play the Penguin. Like I, he's going to play a different version, a different variation of him. Like I hope he doesn't like put on weight. I wouldn't mind seeing a smaller. No, Gotham's Penguin. That was that. Yeah. I loved that Penguin. That was a good Penguin. Right. Uh, see, I want a little. I want Gotham Gotham's Penguin's look, but I want more Arkham's. Demeter, like art, like the Arkham the Arkham Knight series. Mm-hmm. Um, I want him to be a little more of a, a cocky, sure of himself kind of businessman. That's what I well, like. That's, that's what Col- I like about the Penguin. Yeah, Colin Farrell, he definitely will give that to you. If you've seen any of his, I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of his work, but I, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'll do a yeah. good job. That's the only reason why I'm actually kind of not disappointed in hearing about Penguin, because I'm kind of on Nick's page where I'm like, I would really have loved to see someone like the Riddler or something like that that would be like outsmarting him on his first outing. Where he's mm-hmm. where maybe he's getting frustrated with you know always being a step behind someone and not right. so much like trying to be of the, the the same physical brute forces you know his his enemies usually are in the movies you know right. the Batman of the movies have at least as of late been more of the 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 punching uh, Batman <laughs> yeah um so i I just want to i just want a different take than what we've seen already on screen there's so many different batmen 
uh, in the comics, and it it all varies as to who's writing him and you know different factors like that. But I'm excited at the prospect of this movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I I, I really, in my heart of hearts, think this movie will surprise all of us because it'll be a, a different take on Batman, and people people want to love it. it you're always going to have the people that's going to hate on it just because. But I definitely think it's, we're going to we're going to be very surprised at this movie. Yeah, yeah. agreed. For sure. Um, so let's go ahead and hop into um, the Harley Quinn movie. Um, since I haven't seen it, I'm actually going to go ahead and start off here just so okay. I can get my little spiel out of the way here. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys heard, but. Uh, they kind of indirectly changed the name of the movie. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. Oh, they did. Yes. My it, it was even printed on my ticket as Harley yep. Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yep. So the movie theaters have put Harley Quinn first and then put Harley, named it Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey to one, attract people, and to two, shorten the fucking name, for God's sakes. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just way too long of a name. Um, but all just mainly to attract more people. I think it was definitely a smart move. I think it's what they should have done from the beginning for the name of the movie. Let's be honest. We all know it was a Harley Quinn movie. It wasn't, they just wanted to throw the birds of prey in there. Like it wasn't a birds of prey movie. Let's be realistic. Come on guys. Uh, I think birds of prey was going to be in it. I think that that name was just a fucking bad part. Yeah, I, I think the the um, subtitle is that what that's called? The subtitle was too long. Um, <laughs> although I, I I agree after after viewing this movie that there in no way shape or form do I think that Birds of Prey should have been the headlining um, title, right? Um, yeah. Because as uh, as Sonny will agree with me. Um, the story not only focuses on Harley Quinn, but she is the narrator. Uh, right. But much in the same tune of of how the original Deadpool was, where he monologued through the movie even when not actually speaking. Uh, same thing with Harley Quinn, and so it like the Birds of Prey are in it, but it's not their movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, what did what did you guys think, uh, Sonny? What did you think about it? Um, I think I well my rating for it will be a three point five out of five. I'm definitely it's definitely going to buy buy the Blu-ray for it or whatever when it comes out. My only beef was um the Cassandra Kane part of the movie that the the young Asian girl. Uh uh-huh. She she was totally out of character. Like Cassandra Kane, her father is David Kane, her mother is Lady Shiva, the two deadliest people in the Marvel universe. I mean DC universe. Excuse me. And you see her as this smart mouth kid. And it was like, that's definitely not her because she doesn't really talk. The only way she can talk is through fighting with language. That's our language, fighting. That's how she communicates. I mean, later on in the book, she learned how to talk to people, but it's still not much. And I, I sent a message to Quinn early. I don't know if he got it because he didn't respond to it. But um, I, think, I think if they switched her out and put Stephanie Brown the spoiler in the movie I think it would have been a lot better for me anyway hmm. instead of taking Cassandra Kane out because St- Stephanie Brown her father was a criminal and that's her like her he, he was a thief and the girl in the movie she was always stealing shit so it was like okay that works but other, other than that, the movie was good. I thought the action was great. My favorite scene in the movie was... Are we doing spoilers or what are we doing? I don't want to ruin anything. Nah, you're good. Go ahead. Um, my, fa- my favorite scene in the movie was when Holly was getting attacked in the, in the evidence room. And like they started shooting at her and she hit behind a wall of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yo, the cocaine, like they started shooting the cocaine and the cocaine, she's just sitting there like she was she was scared at first because she just had a fucking bat or a hammer or whatever she had. And then like she just fucking and then she started breathing in the cocaine. She was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she got up, ran at him. She had no fear of war because she had fucking cocaine in her system. And shit, it was crazy. Yeah, it was funny. 
but yeah, all in all, the movie was great. I'm definitely gonna buy it on Blu-ray. Um, a lot of people complained about uh, Ewan McGregor's character. I thought he was fine as Black Mask. Um, he could have did more in the mask, but that's always in superhero movies anyway. Because did they have- did they really do that shit again? Well, he had the mask on because he got pissed off about what happened, and uh, then he how, put the mask on. How long? Was, uh, how, how, how much throughout the movie did he actually have that mask on? At the, at the, end, at the end of the movie, maybe like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was but, like at the, the, yeah, it was at the end of the movie. But he still, when he when you saw him, is Sionis or Sionis, he was he still mm-hmm. did his thing outside the mask. Yeah. That's how it was in the comic book. He didn't really wear his mask until he got into some shit. Right, and, you know, and, I mean, and if we're being very honest, well, I mean, kind of. So we're being very honest in context of the movie. Sorry to cut you off there, uh, Sonny. Um, but in context of the movie, they do call him Roman Sionis, and like Black Mask is like a name that they use when speaking about him in yeah, like that's, the, that's, in like the police department. Right, because that's that's his name. <laughs> you know, just like I'm sure that cops weren't running around going, "Oh my God, Machine Gun Kelly killed some people." I mean, that was what they kind of called him in tabloids. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but he, uh, David, went into his family history too, which I liked. Yeah. But a lot of people didn't realize that, like you know, if you're not into the comic books, you probably wouldn't understand a lot of the stuff that's going on. Like immediately when they talked about the family, I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, all right, cool. I got you. Yeah. Killed his parents, get the wealth. Got it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quinn. But uh, okay. So I'm gonna try to keep mine brief. Uh, I'm gonna start with the bad, and I'm gonna roll into what I liked about it because I don't uh-huh. feel like I'm gonna tell you it's good and then rag on it. Um. So the things I didn't like in the movie was Cassandra Kane. But it wasn't for the same reasons that Sonny didn't like her. So Cassandra Kane essentially was the movie's MacGuffin. She was the problem. Everybody wanted Cassandra Kane. Uh, she swallows a diamond that can that contains information inside of it on a giant bank account. And so the only reason why they want her is because she swallowed it and she needs to shit it out. Um so once well, that essentially so, she was going to shit it out yeah but yes. they, they would be more to her than that so when so when the movie resolves itself it left me thinking like okay well we don't need her anymore like other than that other than that plot device she really didn't have anything that would bring to another movie you know what I mean? She's, I mean, she is. She's just a snot-nosed kid. She, you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of the kid from uh, Deadpool 2. You know what I mean? Deadpool 2. Yeah, the, the heavier set kid that was from, like, Hunt, uh, Hunt for the Wildebeest that uh, Taika Waititi did. I can't remember. Oh, you mean Austin. Yeah, yes, ahead. thank you. Like, if there was mm-hmm. a Deadpool 3, I don't think he would be, he would be needed in it. He was just a story device. And so, okay, so I, so I didn't like her. Um, personally, Huntress wasn't my favorite. Uh, she was the butt of everyone's jokes. They tried to make her into like a like a a not cool Batman <laughs> is essentially what they really tried to do with her. Um, everyone kept calling her what was it the the bow and arrow lady or something like that or something like really stupid like that. The um crossbow killer yeah the crossbow killer and she kept uh and she kept like trying to get everybody on board with calling her huntress the entire movie but i i don't think i really liked her the more i the more i sit and think about it i don't think i really liked her um and then i will get into what i did like is i really liked harley's performance or uh, margaret robbie's performance as harley quinn i should say um i felt like she still knocked it right out of the park if you liked her in suicide squad you're gonna like her here um i also liked renee montoya um not super familiar with the actress but i liked her um i really like okay um i also really like black mask I, i feel like he was over the top and i liked that because nothing in this movie was quite taking itself seriously uh and so he was the only thing that constantly kept you on edge 
you know um there's a really good example right at the beginning of the movie where he's got three people strung up uh by the feet and he's having victor zaz like carve their faces off and he gets to cassandra kane i think it was cassandra right no it wasn't cassandra okay it was it was somebody else was tied the chinese to try it I, right okay and uh gets the last person and they do something and he like decides to let them go and then she's crying so much that she uh that she has a snot bubble come out of her nose and that was just enough to turn his mind around to to carve her face off anyway after just like deciding to let her go uh so you kind of saw that was like your first little indication that this guy is really on edge and like the slightest little something could set him off and that's why he's so dangerous yeah he was um what happened was he he was gonna let her go so she could be the message so she could tell everybody what happened there yeah but there was there was a particular reason that he was gonna let her go too like she had did something or yeah i can't remember i just told you was that it i thought she actually did something or said something to him no she said nothing at all she said she killed the mother and he killed the father and she was gonna go and he was like, yeah. He's like, she's like, you're letting me go. He's like, yeah, because, you know, you have to tell everyone what happened here. And then uh, the right. snot, I was like, oh, fuck that killer bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, he just saw that snot bubble, and that was it for him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the movie was fine. Uh, if we're doing ratings, I think I'm going to give it a three out of five. Um, I, I enjoyed it when I saw it the first time, but just like Suicide Squad, I don't know if I would rewatch it. Yeah, um, um, I, I want to add something about um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I thought her huntress was good because I looked at it from the point of view that she was taken as a child, so she didn't have know how to interact with people. That's why she was so awkward in certain situations. And the way Harley told the story is like she was practicing in the mirror to tell everybody her name because she only went by stuff that she knew when she went back to Italy or whatever. Yeah. Because she was, she was trained from a kid to an adult. And, you know, that's why she was so awkward around other people because she was only been around men. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was the story or the writing that was bad about her. I think it was just the actress and how she portrayed it for me. Uh, she can't talk she, about Scott Pilgrim like that. She, yeah. Well, <laughs> you also know that I'm not a big fan of that movie either. Yeah, I um, think it should be. <laughs> and it might just be me and you know well, we, all, we all have our opinions but she, but but out of the bunch she was not my favorite and i had to think i had to think about it and towards the end of the movie nick mm-hmm. because you haven't seen it um harley and cassandra split off from the rest of the group and then right. the three remaining members decide that they're going to become you know the birds of prey um right. And so out of the three that were left, which is Renee, Huntress, and who else am I forgetting? Black Canary. And, oh, yes. And she was, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Jesus. I, I'm sorry. I, lit- I literally can't believe I forgot about her. By the way, she was my second favorite part of the entire movie. I would love to see just a Black Canary movie. Um, I loved Black Canary. I don't even know how I just forgot about her just now. She was probably the strongest thing next to Harley. But if there was just a Birds of Prey movie with just those three, I don't know if I'd see it unless Black Canary is going to carry them through the movie. Um, well, probably will carry them because she's the the stronger. Well, she's the more known actress next to Mary Elizabeth. Yeah, she was awesome. I, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I, I would like to see her again. Maybe not in a Birds of Prey movie, but I want to see her in something. She can join the Justice League for all I care if they ever get that off off the ground. Woo <laughs> yeah. a long time for that. Jeez. Yeah, you know. I was just talking to Angel about it upstairs. I was like, "Yeah, Batman probably will come out in 2022." I was like, "Holy shit, 2022!" Jesus Christ! You know, it, uh, it, feel, it feels like forever. But I also thought 2020 was never going to get here, and here we are. Yeah, it, I mean, it just sounds funny when you say that shit. Like, yeah, it's 2022. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll still before we hop into the next thing, I'll still never forget when uh, me and Quinn used to live next to each other, and then he first brought out the 
original Marvel timeline that had Ant-Man on it and it had Captain Marvel and um, all those other movies. And that seemed so far away. Yeah, I know. Now it's so far in the past. Oh, my God. I know, right? (laughs) Back when we used to think the Avengers would just be a pipe dream on the screen. And now here we are spoiled with three movies. Right, exactly. Oh, man. It looks like we're keeping on track here, boys, to uh, set a record for a nice short podcast. Um, Let's go ahead and hop into some uh, Doctor Strange movie changes. Yeah, so it's rumored that uh, Sam Raimi, the director of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy, along with Evil Dead stuff, which is what I mostly know him from, um, he is rumored... I want to make that very clear. Rumored to possibly take it, uh, possibly taking the director's chair on Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. I think that's the title. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's the um, title. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's another mouthful. Um, but along with Doctor Strange front and center, though, Doctor Strange. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it makes me. It makes me excited at the prospect because I know they want to go a little more of a horror route this time. But um, oh, Sam which, Raimi, which they should. Yeah, but Sam Raimi is is uh, is, is hit or miss. Um, if uh, Kevin Feige maybe doesn't get too hands-on with the movie i think it could be all right because i think the problem with sam raimi is that he does not he doesn't play well with others because like that was the whole problem with spider-man 3 is there was a lot of studio meddling and so anytime that's brought up he just doesn't want to talk about it yeah well that would that would Um, that would be the studio right I mean, it would, but Sam Raimi has to then contractually obligated to finish out his movie with maybe a script that he is not now comfortable with, and that it it definitely shows in the performance. I mean, he's um, so, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm I'm just looking traditionally too at the MCU. The one of their weaker films being Avengers Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Um, that was another movie that I think one of the only movies we can see some clear studio meddling, and that left that let uh, Joss Whedon uh decide that he wanted to step away after that one um but i think that's the only time that i've heard of major conflict besides ant-man because like edgar wright had been working on that ant-man script since like the first iron man movie came out and so he was he was attached to that i think before they even had a director for iron man and then by the time the movie had actually came out, they wanted to change things around to fit the timeline now. And he was like, yeah, not interested and like walked away. <laughs> uh, Peyton Reed did an excellent job though. Uh, but anyway, back to Dr. Strange. Yes. Uh, I think makes... that um, yeah. it, it, they definitely need to take it in a horror direction. I mean, let's be honest. That's kind of what Dr. Strange is. I mean, seeing it's a, in, lot of, it's a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah, I guess you wouldn't say horror and per se, but it's definitely it's a lot of suspense more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of creatures and seeing different universes and stuff like that. And the other planes or all that shit. Um, right. <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely think that, and now has it been confirmed that um scarlet witch is going to be in it has that been confirmed that was that was that was my next thing that i wanted to um mention so todd phillips also came out i want to say it was twitter or an interview or something i saw it the other day um that apparently he had not even quite written a script yet (laughs) so we don't really know but the indication is because Marvel has been outright saying it is that now uh, Scarlet Witch is def- it one Scarlet Witch is bleh, I can't even speak Scarlet Witch is in the plans right. and also so is Loki right yeah so I don't know where Loki's gonna fit in on that but 
Scarlet Witch makes sense. Yeah, I think I think Loki's going to fit in like he fits in right now in the Marvel universe, where he's going to be like the hero, but he's going to be like not the, you know what I mean, like in between. Kind of like how, yeah, but, no. he'll still, but he'll still do the right thing when it comes to it and shit. Yeah. Now here's my question: With no, I mean, you know, we don't whether there is a script or not. We clearly don't know the plot of this movie. Uh, do you think that either one of them will have an like a extend like an extended um part in the movie or do you think it's going to be regulated to a couple of scenes i think the witch will be yeah i i definitely think that scarlet witch will okay scarlet witch and then the the alternate timeline loki will fit in somehow because it's the multiverse of madness or whatever it's called sure Um, yeah so they'll show him and he'll probably get out his get out get away from the time security force or whatever that group that has him that they showed us uh, the time variance agency T- time variance agency which is i think that's new has it that's not even in the Marvel mm-hmm. comics has it that is in the comics as of i think the kid loki stuff or the or the teenage loki stuff but yeah it's fairly new because right, i haven't read loki in a while yeah um, no i haven't i haven't either that was uh information provided to me thank you internet yeah. <laughs> but yeah all in all it's, it's just uh, I think it's going to be a good. I think if if he does, uh, Ramy does it. I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I mean, he has the humor to you know to to you know have stuff for Doctor Strange to laugh and make yeah, jokes and shit like that. You he know has I mean? a good. He has a good like cheeky humor. That's what I kind right. of like about him. And that that's definitely strange to have that. Like the other director that that, that did the original movie, Todd is, or no, it wasn't Todd Phillips. Who was that? Um... I can't think of his name, but he did a couple of great horror movies. But go on. Yeah, but you know, it's just he. I def he definitely. I think he will fit in Doctor Strange, and if they just let him do what he got to do, I mean, obviously he's not going to go super crazy with like violence and stuff like that. But no. you're going you're going to see some wild shit. Because think about that. Um, what was that movie he did? Cabin, not Cabin in the Woods. What was that movie called? Uh. The movie when Chris Hemsworth was in it, and they were like, the 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 agency had all the creatures and shit. Yeah, that was Cabin in the Woods. Was it called Cabin in the Woods? Yep. Oh, You're why right. am I thinking about Cabin Fever and shit? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Cab- no, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin yeah. Woods. yeah. Thank you. But yeah, so they could, could all the crazy creatures in that shit. He can put all that stuff in the multiverse, and but some of those crazy creatures will be heroes, or you know, it'll yeah. be dope. You know, uh, if he steps in, I wouldn't mind if he like took that like makeup crew that he usually uses, because like practical effects, if used right with some of those directors, can be really cool. And Sam Raimi's one of those directors that likes that practical stuff. Yeah, I love practical effects. Like growing up watching old '80s movies, just '80s and '90s horror movies, practical effects I think look way better than. Disney. Yeah, I mean, look at all the creatures in the new Star Wars movies. I mean, that's that's why they still stand out today is because they're still using, like, creature props and, like, you know, uh, and, like, Muppets and things like that to, like, you know, instead of, like, just digitally doing it, it, it feels like they're actually in the world and not just, like, on a green screen. Right. You guys remember when Steven Spielberg killed that dinosaur and went back in time? What? <laughs> there's, there's that picture going around the internet of him standing next to the animatronic uh, dinosaur, and everyone was like, "Oh, Steven Spielberg went back in time and killed a dinosaur." Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's those were the days, though. Like, I mean, they were so much yeah. better, uh, in my opinion. Just like Sonny was saying, you know, I think yeah. they were a lot better. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious in like a big studio like a big studio like that is it really is it really that much cheaper to do practical effects these days or do you think it's about the same uh practical fence pra- fence <laughs> practical <laughs> effects are uh more expensive yeah they are more expensive yeah because you got to build everything and yeah. sometimes yeah, you have well, sure. well sure but I was thinking about all the digital tech companies you have to do to work on your movie anyway if you weren't doing digital or if you were doing digital effects so I was like I don't know could it be like, kind of weighed the same now I guess I mean no, I think digital is still cheaper yeah because I would okay. think with the other way around they would have to get somebody to build it they would have to get somebody to operate it and, right. and so sure. on and so forth um, set and fix it yeah exactly right. 
Uh, but wow, we are uh, breaking record here. Uh, let's go ahead and hop into, unless you guys have any final thoughts, let's hop into uh, what we've been reading this week. All right. Uh, who, who wants to lead off, Nick? Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and lead off. Um, so I have been reading Jessica Jones. Um, I want to start off with that. That's my first one. Yeah, the uh, first two were definitely really good. Um, it's definitely a turn from what I'm typically used to reading. Um, it's, you know, it's a, like a regular comic, you know, it's, it's detective and no real superpowers involved necessarily. You know, it, it's very cool. Um, I didn't really read the old Jessica Jones stuff, but I can say that I do like the fact that anytime she either like, first talks to somebody or something like that it it like has this like whole outline of like it circles on their body of like what they're like the one guy had like a little bit of cocaine on his lip she was like uh, does cocaine or like stuff like that detective stuff like examining their body and like telling stories about them just by like looking at that so that that's cool um and the story's definitely got twists and turns already that I'm keeping me attracted to it. Right. Um, the other thing that I've been reading that I definitely uh, wanted to bring up was, I just forgot, Jesus Christ. Wow. Love uh, that book. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> um, Jesus, okay, Immortal Hulk uh, that I, I'm going to consistently bring up because it is fucking amazing. <laughs> Um, breathe, Sonny, breathe. Like, <laughs> Jesus, incredible. It consistently delivers not a dull moment for me. Um, you know, in the last few issues, he took over a secret military base and became like the owner operator or whatever. And now can, uh, has a technology to wherever there's a problem, he can essentially teleport there and just be there. So the whole, uh, gamma flight crew is now like pissed because they're pretty much out of business. Um, and it, it, it's great. It always has me wondering what's going to happen next. And there's never, ever a dull moment, uh, especially, shadow base Mm yep shadow base yep yeah man um between him and minotaur um has has making an appearance it's it's definitely it's worth a read um Mm, but those are those are my two picks uh quinn what you got i'll go ask you a question oh go ahead Uh, before you do sonny i think you need to be a little closer to your mic Uh, i literally had the microphone is that no, better? I, yeah, yes. you sound a little bit far away. Go ahead. Um, what did you think about the uh, the, the the creature that they re, re brought back into continuity that he was fighting? The white the white creature. The white creature. I can't remember, I can't remember his name. Fuck. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I haven't. I haven't. I just picked up the newest issue, so I didn't read the one with the fight. <laughs> I read yeah. the, the last one. I read was when he literally just appeared. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering to see how you think about such an old character from Hulk's history showing up again. Yeah. No. Um. I'm definitely excited to read that issue. Uh. I mean, it's pretty crazy that they were just like, mm, uh, create this guy to fight him. <laughs> hey, Quinn, you want me to go next? Cause I only got two. Yeah. Go for it, man. All right. So I read I read X Men number six this week. Crazy with Mystique. I knew it was going to come to a head at some point, and Destiny told her told her everything, so she already knows what's going to happen. It's just it, I just can't wait to see how Mystique just like fucks everybody over because Xavier and Magneto are just being like <laughs> they just being like pompous asses for some reason. Yeah, like they they super cocky. Like no, we need you to do this because <laughs> you'll get this if you don't do this you won't get this they've had enough they're fucking done with everybody like they just they they just want more and more and more and shit and Mm -hmm. i love how they went back to 
uh, Age of X or the Dawn of X? Which one? House? No, was it Age of X point or House of Ten? House of Ten was the Future Mutants. Age of X was Past Mutants. Yeah. Yes. So Age of X, they went back and showed how Mystique died in the asteroid shit, which was cool. Because I don't think they showed it; it just showed Mystique. No, I'm sorry. It was House of X, Powers of Ten, not Age of X. Okay, House of House of X and Age of Ten. So they show <laughs> no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> the book. House. Well, the the book when they when they when they went to the uh, space station. <laughs> listen, listen, Sonny, you've got to get this together because in, in one month, hopefully, we can all get together and meet Jonathan Hickman. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking worship at his altar because you remember originally I didn't like him. Well. I, I didn't, He's I didn't like coming, his X-Men shit. Well, I'm not going to say it on air, but he is coming somewhere very close to us next month. I hope so. I hope um, so. so Nick and I are already planning the journey. Please come along. I would love for all of us to meet Jonathan Eggman. Yeah, I definitely will see him. Tell him, like, dude, I respect everything you're doing about the X-Men right now because I love it. Respect. Um, respect. Respect. With a K. Okay. <laughs> and and the, and the reason why he's coming is he actually has another new book coming out from Image, so I'm really excited to see his creator and work again. I don't know if I'm gonna read it though because I don't like Image. Um, Shut up! Just support <laughs> your local writers. <laughs> but yeah, I love the book, and my my favorite book this week that took the cake and took took everything off the list. Thor number three. Oh yeah, my god. All right, cool. Oh my god. Have you seen have you read it? I it was actually the book I was gonna talk about, but I'm gonna let you talk about it. Go. You know what? I'm gonna just leave it like this and shit. Like brother, you have to come what do you say? Brother, you have to you have to you, you have to stop this or oh, I'm gonna stop it. He said the only way you only way Oh my god, I can't remember what he said. It was so cool that he said it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. But the- well, I mean, I don't know what's going to stop him. He's got the Thor Force. He's also got the Power Cosmic now. Bruh. And, like, he comes at him, and Thor essentially just, like, swats him away like a like oh. flea. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was reading the comic book in class, right? This is how excited I am about it. I was reading the comic book in class, so I had two of my students with me in my second period. And I was reading it, and they was like, what is this? And I just explained to them what it was. And, like, they were like... Okay, so why does Thor look like that? Okay, blah 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 blah. Okay, cool. And then I read, I let them read the whole part when, like, when uh, Beta Ray Bill came off and he was like, "Yeah, do this." And like, when Quinn said he smacked him and shit, they was like, "Damn!" Like, what is that about? Why is he sweat? I ain't know Thor was that strong. I was like, "Yo, he got two different powers in him right now, running at the same time." Right. <laughs> so the whole time they were like, "Can I read that?" I was like, "All right, you can read it." I, I, I moved from my table. And let them read it at my desk. And he was like, "Oh, this is cool!" Like Thor. Like now, I gotta find Thor books for them. <laughs> but <laughs> and but yeah, that was that's the cool thing is that we can get you know kids involved still in comic books and use any opportunity. You know. Yeah, because they thought Beta Real Bill was Thanos for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> I like it's not Thanos, but he's is you know. I'm glad you know who Thanos is. But yeah, that that was a very good book. Like now, I'm just like shit. Now I gotta fucking buy these books. Cause I, I really want to. When this trade comes out, I'm buying the hardcover because yeah. it's really good. Because Quinn says oh, yeah. saying something about um this guy that's writing his book now. He does like space stuff or something. Who are you, ta- are you talking about, Donny Cates? Yeah, Donny Cates. Yeah, so Donny Cates. Within the last couple of years, he started on. He he's the one that created Cosmic Ghost Rider. Right. Uh, he has been the consistent writer on Venom for the last several years, and then he also did Guardians of the Galaxy along with Death of the Inhumans. Okay. And all of those books are going to tie into Thor because that's how he writes. And he keeps all of his stories not only within the Marvel continuity, but within his own stories continuity. And that's what I really love about it. So the Beta Ray Bill, the reason why he was even chasing after Thor in the first place is because he was on that secondary Guardians of the Galaxy team that he was writing right before he started the Thor book. So these are all characters that have a through line all the way through, and that's why you even see Cosmic Ghost Rider and the Black Silver Surfer mm-hmm. in issue one. He ties all of his threads together. Did he write? That. He he wrote he wrote Silver Surfer Black too, didn't he? He did. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna have to go read that. That that book was a direct prequel to Thor. 
Okay. Uh, I have a feeling that you personally, unless you're smoking something real strong, uh, will not like the art. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, I am well heart and shit. Yeah, you're not gonna like the art, but the story is worth it. And again, tying in his books together, it's Silver Surfer versus Null. Okay. Well, Quinn. Well, I guess uh, I guess Sonny and I just did one together, and that was cool. At least we got to geek out for a minute. Um, I have been kind of going backwards a little bit, so. I, tie, I tied to Sonny's stuff. Now I'm going to tie to yours. Uh, I've been really intrigued with Immortal Hulk as well. Yes. Um, and I don't have the opportunity to read the third and fourth trade paperback yet. Oh, shit. So, I still got to get you that. That's all right. So what I decided to do is I was going to go backwards. And uh, where he first appeared was a book called Avengers No Surrender. Uh, it was like a weekly series. It was 12 issues. And it is really good. I'm really, really surprised. It's also Al Ewing um, that did it. And uh, it has a lot of older characters in it. Um, you see some, some new characters and some old characters. And they try to do some, like, fake retconning to history. Um, her name is Voyager. And I'm not going to spoil who she is uh, related to, but she shows up and all the Avengers let the people reading know that she was a founding Avenger and that she showed up with Hulk and Thor and Iron Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, now you learn throughout the story a little bit that this was all kind of uh, uh, someone retro retroactively changing the the Marvel Universe and that this wasn't actually the history of the Avengers, but uh, basically all these things end up happening on Earth uh, is the main thing, is that all these things, like volcanoes are erupting, things are splitting apart, aliens are showing up, like anything and everything that could happen to the Earth on a singular day ends up happening kind of all at once. The Avengers are spread thin, they start calling in the reserves. Um people like uh rogue even like show up and wolverine and you know all, all these people that have even been just one-time members uh to try to um you know try to try to save the day they're trying to figure out what's even going on uh and that's when voyager shows up to lend lend a help in the fight um and uh unfortunately that is the book that our dear jarvis dies uh and that's where i left off i'm, I'm still not finishing yet um but uh, I want to say it was I want to say it was one of the younger members starts getting upset at the Avengers that they're not doing more to uh, to, to try to save Jarvis because he's like crushed under a bunch of rocks and they're basically like alright well Beast you go lift off these rocks take him to a hospital you know let the people do their job we've got a job to do today and I forget who it was. It was like one of the, the younger female Avengers was like getting visibly upset. Like this is a man that's like raised us all. Like we all look at him like a father figure. You're not going to do more for Jarvis. And Captain America gives, you know, gives her that like, you know, I understand your, I understand your frustration, but like thousands of people need our help right now. And the hospitals can go do their job. Beast, go take him to the hospital. So it, it's a lot of like animosity within uh, the Avengers. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, we recently got in the game we all play. We recently got uh, Voyager, and we also got her father, uh, or not her father, but uh, another elder of the universe, uh, the Challenger, and that's where he comes from. Is this book? Um, but yeah, this book has the Immortal Hulk show up. Uh, for the first time and that's how that he spins out into his own series and then the sequel called Avengers No Road Home is where we got Conan of the Marvel Universe so I missed both of those books and so I kind of wanted to go back to get some context as to how some of this stuff happened um, but uh, yeah that was really good this week uh, and another book that I'm going to keep it brief is the last issue of Gideon Falls came out um, until the next story arc in a couple of months and that was really good and it was really trippy and I really love that creative team which Nick is also the same creative team as Joker Killer Smile yeah 
So if you guys like a lot of psychological horror, it's like a psychological horror sci-fi book. And it it's really interesting. Um, so I'm kind of sad that that's not going to be in my box monthly until like May. Hmm. Um, and that's the, the sad and amazing thing about Image Comics is that they keep all the same creators on the books. But that means that you have to give them a break every time there's a story arc ending. So, uh, yeah, that's where I, that's where I'm at this week. Uh, Sunny, I haven't read X Men five or six. I'm a little bit behind, but that will be on my priority list. Um, and I'll, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been a, it's been a good week for uh, for just comic book and comic book medium in general. Yeah, but uh, absolutely. But yeah, uh, so I, I guess uh, I guess this is it. Uh, anybody else have anything else to add? Nope. Uh, I've, I've I've rambled long enough. So <laughs> Black Lightning is slowly, Black Lightning is slowly, slowly building an outsiders team. Yes. Uh, are we talking about the TV show and the comp the TV show? I'm talking about. Ah, okay. All right. Um, that is another show that now that I finished the two TV shows I was watching, that will be the next one I start up. And then I also need to pick back up with Batwoman. I think came back after Crisis, and I forgot about it. And so I gotta watch those. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see if they mention any, if they mention anything from outside of the Crisis. I know I, I went back and watched a couple episodes that I missed before the Crisis, but. See the Actually, thing that the thing that irritated me about Crisis was that it ended on a really really good cliffhanger. It was starting to really go somewhere, and then it had to take a break for Crisis. So I'm I'm interested to see how that comes back. Yeah. Actually, I told I just, I just told a lie. I did see the episode after Crisis for Batgirl. Okay. I mean Batwoman. Excuse me. Yes. Although was, I would not be really opposed good. to a Batgirl show. Yeah, it's Warner Bros. They just. Yeah, well. Sure. Sorry, Warner Brothers, don't mess up my Batman movie. <laughs> you guys have been listening to episode number 18 of Comics Collective, and I think we broke a record of keeping it semi-short, um, right under an hour, kind of. Uh, by the time we cut and paste and whatnot, I think we'll be under an hour, around 40 minutes. But my name is Nick. I'm Quinn. And it's sunny. And we out of here. Hang up, Nick.